Welcome to Chapter 1 of HealthSystemCIO.com's interview with Jim Noga, CIO at Partners Healthcare. In this segment, Noga discusses how his team rolled out EPIC in logical clusters based on patient populations, what he believes were the biggest drivers in the decision to move to an integrated system, and how they structured EPIC as a foundation on which to build future functionalities and enable innovation. HealthSystemCIO.com podcasts are sponsored by Improvata, the healthcare IT security company ranked number one by class for secure messaging and single sign-on. For more information, visit their website at improvata.com. I think really everybody's very pretty familiar with partners at this point, but um, just, just in a nutshell, um, uh, what do you have in terms of uh, hospitals at this point? Yeah, so, um, I mean, we're not-for-profit system, you know, with mm-hmm. a focus on patient care research teaching and service to the community, both locally and globally. You know, its founding members were the Brigham Women's Hospital and the Massachusetts General Hospital. We also have community hospitals, specialty hospitals, home care, rehab, and the number of what I would call community and non-acute are about uh, 12 different organizations. Additionally, we also have the MGH Institute of Health Professionals, which is a uh, accredited degree-granting college. Okay. So, and we have uh, over 64,000 employees and are the, uh, the largest employer in the uh, Commonwealth of Massachusetts. Okay. The hospitals. Has the strategy just been kind of been like either uh, acquisitions or things like that that have just kind of, you know, tried to make sense for both organizations? Uh, Partners has obviously uh, experienced some growth over the last couple of years. Yeah, the growth strategies has been very deliberate in terms mm-hmm. of supporting the uh, entire continuum of care as we move to population health management and value-based care, making sure we can provide the right care in the right place. Um, mm-hmm. so, so that's really been the objective of our growth strategy locally. I mean, globally, uh, we do a lot of uh, international consultations as well you know, as extending things like e-visits and e-consults outside of the region so that others can have uh, access to our, our world-class physicians. Okay, and in international consults, is that something that's is it pretty limited at this point for like specialty cases or how does that go? Well, when I talk about international consulting, uh, you, you know, we're helping to uh, build hospitals in, in China, Thailand, mm-hmm and okay. other uh, areas throughout the world. Okay. And so, obviously, the, the last couple of years have been pretty focused on uh, partners' e-care. And now, at this point, um, are all or most of the hospitals live on Epic? All that were in our original five-year plan. You know, okay. We've had additional acquisitions that, okay. you know, we're now planning for those implementations. So even though Partners eCare, aka Epic, is through that initial phase, I'm guessing with the new affiliations, ambulatory strategy growth, that that will never really be complete in terms of implementations, but the focus is shifting to support and optimization. Right. And for the most part, with with the hospitals, with with at least the hospitals that were um, involved in that five-year plan, how was it structured? Was it a uh, one at a time, or, or was it a big bang? It, How did that it, go? It, it was really done in clusters, logical clusters, mm-hmm. based on patient populations. 
So with the Brigham Women's, we also did the Dana-Farber and the Faulkner with Mass General. We did um, Mass Ioneer and Newton-Wellesley. So, so, so we've had clusters of both uh, inpatient acute care facilities, non-acute, and then uh, ambulatory. So uh, we really thought it out carefully in terms of not just uh, the capacity of a team, but what I would call logical patient populations. Right. And um, as you just alluded to, when you have these ambulatory locations and there is so much growth, what is the, uh, the strategy as far as uh, bringing them on to Epic? Are there certain schedules that you try to keep to? Uh, yeah, and I would say uh, we, we have a pretty good playbook at this point in terms of mm-hmm. uh, how to bring a practice onto Epic, how to uh, convert data from uh, their legacy EMR. So, um, you know, I don't think you ever perfect it, but I, I would say we, we have a solid playbook as to how to do that. Right. Okay. As far as when, when the whole five-year plan kicked off, at that point, were you partner CIO or were you uh, CIO with uh, Mass General? No, I was the uh, CIO at Partners. So um, okay. I actually signed the EPIC contract personally. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I would think that, that they'd want to have the person in place before something of this uh, you know, magnitude kicks off. Okay. Yeah. So really, I, you know, when I came into the role of partner CIO, we were actually still in the uh, evaluation and selection phase is really what okay. uh, I spent my first year as CIO. And then uh, obviously we decided on Epic and then, you know, quickly moved forward. Right. And before that, was, was most of partners or all partners on a homegrown system? No, there was uh, – there was a lot of heterogeneity. We had homegrown at the academic medical centers, at the community hospitals. You know, we had Meditech. We had uh, what is now Cerner's uh, Envision. We had uh, CPSI. Um, we had Cerner and Home Care. So we really had uh, a variety of systems, and we had built amongst those systems in the interstitial space things like an enterprise master patient index, things Mm -hmm. like uh, an immunization record, a clinical data repository that we were working towards achieving sort of a single view, uh, but from multiple sources. But obviously you can't necessarily gain the operational efficiencies and other things that you're capable with really having a true uh, enterprise EMR and then I think we also felt uh, with the regulatory pressures of meaningful use in that, it mm-hmm. wasn't really allowing us to innovate, which really had been what we were known for was innovating in healthcare IT, but we were more and more spending time on regulatory initiatives. So by putting in Epic, and especially now with their open APIs in that, we really can start to focus again on innovation in healthcare IT, understanding that you have to do the run and build very well. And right. even within Epic, there is a optimization component in addition to a uh, innovation component. Right. When you talk about innovation, um, obviously there, there's such a, a big umbrella of things that can fall under that. But um, are, are you talking about finding different different ways to do things uh, more efficiently or even just, you know, the whole gamut of, of also just coming up with, with new solutions? So I would say uh, Partners eCare w- was foundational. And 
where we're really starting to look towards are things like uh, business intelligence and analytics, population health management, yeah. uh, artificial intelligence and machine learning. We've uh, built out a partner's data lake with uh, the underpinnings such as Hadoop, the AI and machine learning. You know, we're working with uh, both GE and NVIDIA and their GPUs, and uh, we're, we're starting with a, a focus in imaging. We've established a Mass General and Brigham Women's uh, Clinical Data Science Center with some what I would call top-shelf data scientists, and that mm-hmm. to, to really start to pursue that aggressively. You know, and additionally, I think now our focus is uh, starting to look towards digital health, and that's, you know, building out the patient experience, clinician experience, telehealth, other innovative things like wayfinding, yeah. uh, new ways to uh, really provide support for uh, community physicians. Epic is a component of that, but it, it isn't necessarily the uh, entire picture. But as I mentioned, it's foundational. So that's really what our new focus is, is understanding, you know, the last five years, what we needed to be done. We needed to get the enterprise EMR in. But now uh, we are looking at, all right, how in an innovative way are we able to deliver a, a better patient experience as well as extend our expertise of our physicians into eastern Massachusetts regionally and then nationally and globally. Right. And I would imagine that even as all the uh, work is being done to get Epic in, kind of the, the underpinnings are being put in for, for the optimization effort so that, you know, it doesn't just become switching from A to B. I imagine it, it was important to kind of start laying that groundwork beforehand to be able to, to get right into optimization. Yeah, and I think what's important is we wanted to make sure that Partners eCare was not viewed as a rip and replace of IT systems, but more a platform for clinical transformation and innovation. Right. But, you know, change is hard. It always is hard. You know, it takes time to uh, really learn a new system, you know, especially when we've had homegrown systems that have been in place for decades at the AMCs that uh, people have equated it to learning a new language. You know, it takes uh, usually a year or two before you dream in a new language. Otherwise, yeah. <laughs> you keep, you keep uh, basically uh, referencing back to your, to your native language, which you know, I, I think we've seen uh, clinicians go through that learning process. Yeah. Thank you for listening to this podcast from healthsystemcio.com. To hear other podcasts, visit our website or subscribe to our account in iTunes at healthsystemcio.com backslash podcast.